You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And my goal on this radio show is to help you develop a faith that becomes unshakable. That is the goal. And uh, I am developing curriculum. It's at unshakablefaith.org. If you want to check that out. And we've got all kinds of stuff there to help you uh, dig down deep into the word of God and know for sure in your own heart that this is the truth. Christ said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes into the father, but through me. And uh, that's a pretty, pretty bold statement. But when it comes right down to it, it's true. And we can look for the evidence. God doesn't expect you to believe blindly. He expects you to believe because he's obvious. And I have an incredible guest uh, on the show tonight. Uh, somebody that's actually a part of my curriculum. He didn't know this before he came on the show, but his name is David Coppedge. David, thank you for being here. Great to be with you, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I was telling David, uh, for those of you listening, I was telling him prior to the show that uh, every year when I teach my uh, curriculum to students, um, his face is on my screen. And so <laughs> when I heard his name pop up that um, I might have an opportunity to interview him, I was very excited because uh, uh, he was big time in the news and... Uh, we won't get ahead of ourselves here. I kind of want to start from the beginning and hear his story. Uh, but he is an expert on intelligent design and keeping up on the science uh, that demonstrates the truth of God's word and uh, sh- and shows that's the case. Um, David, so you worked for NASA and uh, on a, an incredible mission, the Cassini mission. Um, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about that uh, before we jump back to your childhood? Yes, I spent 14 years at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, a NASA facility in Pasadena. And uh, for all that time, I got to work on the Cassini mission to Saturn, which was the largest and most complex mission to the outer planets ever built. And it's, in fact, it's still going until next year when it, uh, they'll send it crashing into the planet to end its, uh, as its grand finale. Now, now but, are there people on this? No. Uh, <laughs> They're not going to send it crashing into the planet. with. People oh, you didn't on. know that astronauts <laughs> a one-way trip. That's out right. to the That's a, I've, I've seen a couple of movies where it was a one-way trip, so I figured, you know, who knows? <laughs> no, all the people are at the lab, not uh, not yeah. on the spacecraft. So they're actually, they've, they've got this multi-million dollar uh, satellite uh, that they're going to run right into the planet. Yes, because they don't want it to uh, accidentally hit some... A place where there might be life and you know, corrupt the life, <laughs> oh, so goodness. they want to burn it up really good. <laughs> no, that way, that way they know. Environmentalists have gotten hold of outer space <laughs> as well. Right. No, <laughs> that way they'll know uh, the demise of it, and they won't have to wonder what's going to hit next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, cause some uh, universal catastrophe, right? Uh, so, we I want to talk to you about your role there at the Cassini mission, but before we we, we get there, um, I wanted to kind of jump back to your childhood and and uh did you always have an interest in space did you always have an interest in god uh, what was your upbring- upbringing like that you know kind of led you to where you were at nasa and for those of you listening uh 
he was let go from NASA because uh, of his intelligent design views. And we're going to talk about that, what happened there, his story there. But what was it like growing up in your home? Well, I was fortunate uh, to uh, live in a family with Christian parents, all five of us, uh, my two sisters and I, and my parents were involved in ministry. And I'm uh, That's here in California, Southern California. Yes, okay. yes in the uh, L.A. area, San Fernando Valley. But uh, I'm, I'm one of the lucky few that has seen the entire space cro- program. I remember Sputnik one. Oh, uh, my goodness. I was six years old and we went outside and saw this thing going across the sky and and I knew something important had happened, and I followed space all the way through Apollo. I always loved uh, space, and especially what JPL was doing. So it was a great thrill when I got to work there. Wow. Now, um, you, you went up through high school, you went to college, and your degree, you, what you studied was information technology. Is that right? That wasn't my degree. I actually, uh, my first degree at a Christian college was in science education. So okay. I, I got a good grounding in biology, chemistry, and physics. Um, And then later on, I got a second bachelor's degree from a state school in astrophysics. So all my education was in science, but my work experience was in information technology. Now, as you're going through school, as growing up in a Christian family, uh, your father's in in the ministry, you said, and your mother too. And um, did did the question of, uh, you know, uh, atheism, evolution, creation, we all came from nothing, did that ever come up through high school and college, and how did you deal with that? Oh, yeah, big time. In fact, uh, in my advanced biology class at, at public high school, uh, you know, they were teach. I had a strong evolutionary teacher who was trying to shove it down our throats, like, wow. like I know many students go through. Yeah. And when I brought my textbook home, my dad spent the whole night looking through this. <laughs> he, got, he got really agitated because it presented evolution as fact. Yeah without any suggestion anybody believed anything else. Wow. And so that really motivated him, and he eventually uh, went back to school himself, got a master's in chemistry and almost a Ph.D., and he wrote an excellent book uh, attacking the evolutionary uh, theory for the origin of life. It's called Evolution Possible or Impossible, and it had a big influence. That's fantastic, and and, uh, all because of your biology class. That's what really stimulated. <laughs> you, changed, you changed the direction of your father's life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that really stimulated it because yeah. he said we have to have people who can answer these kinds of questions because he knew that students were being bombarded with this. Yeah. And you have a website today because uh, you're, you are actually handing out this. You, you kind of continue that legacy and uh, C-R-E-V-I-N-F-O, Creation Evolution Headlines. Yeah, crev.info, and so that's where I read the science news and give you give you the news and answer it according to a creation perspective. Yeah, and you're and you have the credentials to be able to break that down and look at things and say, okay, what's really happening here? So you you come in after you, you finish your degrees in college. What happens next? Uh, you you work your way up to getting a job at JPL, and uh, take us to the next step. What happens after that? Well, I worked for 15 years at a software company, mm-hmm. but that was starting to wind down. And uh, a friend at that company had worked for JPL and said, hey, they're hiring over there. And yeah. I, I never thought, I thought you had to have a PhD to even, you know, walk on that holy ground. Over sure. there. But, <laughs> but it turns out that uh, that they were looking for people with my skill set. So yeah. I applied and after a couple of interviews, I got hired and I was really excited to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were there for 14 years, is that right? 14 years, So yes. what did that, how did that 
what was the process there as you got involved and you're starting to work on this mission? Was the entire time you were there, was that working on the Cassini mission? Not originally. I, I started out as a contractor uh, and I was working for one of the software development groups. But then uh, my manager came in one day and said, Dave, can you work for Cassini? And I was sort of taken aback, but I, I said, I guess so. So I applied there and got onto that. So team. they must have had some kind of uh, respect for the work you had been doing so far to be able to bring you onto that, that team. Yes, I started getting good reviews right off the bat and had good relationships. And so my reputation was growing. And, uh, and so I came on Cassini and was, hit the ground running. And, yeah. uh, and eventually you were, you were the lead, is that correct? Yes, I was working under a team lead for a few years, but then he left, and I was the logical next choice, and so I immediately uh, so became you're, you're, team lead now for how nine much years. Is the, how much was the project there, that, that, uh, that satellite that you guys put up? It's a $3 billion spacecraft. Oh, so I mean, it was, was off. When I said million, million, I was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was an expensive craft, and it's as big as a school bus out there orbiting Saturn. So I was there for the entire time before launch, all the way through the launch and into the second extended mission. Boy, uh, that's a heavy responsibility. I've got a $3 billion machine out in outer space, and I'm the head guy taking care of this thing. <laughs> well, I can't put myself in that position, but I, I was responsible. My team was responsible for most of the computers yeah. on the ground system. And, and obviously, um, they have to have high regard for you and your work if they're going to put you uh, as a lead there. I mean, there's no doubt about that, right? Right, and system administrators, of which I was one, uh, are key people because we have, like, the skeleton keys. We have what's called root access, and we could be very dangerous if we're <laughs> not honest. And so you have to be trustworthy and knowledgeable about a lot of things, from networking to, you know, software operating systems. Wow. So it's a complex type of job. Okay, so the reason I'm asking all this, uh, if you didn't know, he ends up getting let go, and the argument that... Uh, they made uh, the the people above him made was that uh, he wasn't doing a good enough job, and the reason I'm kind of asking him these questions is to set the precedent that this just wasn't the case, and uh, this was a few years back that this took place, but um, I think it's important for people to know because uh, there there's a a war going on, you know, and if you're a Bible believing Christian, you know it's more than just a, a war with people uh, or a war of the mind; it's a spiritual war. And so um, we need to be aware of it, and we need to be plugged in and involved. Stay with us. When we come back, David's going to explain to us what happened uh, over the next few years and uh, ultimately the result of that and where he is at now. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Hi, this is Jason Hall president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life t 
teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Main and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. When you need tire or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And if you like this show, if you like my discussion here with David Coppedge, uh, who worked for NASA uh, and the Cassini mission, where they sent a, a huge satellite out to Saturn, um, and we're talking about God and intelligent design and uh, his views on these sorts of things, um, you, can, you can check out a recording of the show. It's on iTunes. And you can also check it out on YouTube. Uh, our YouTube channel is Educate for Life Video. So uh, please uh, check those out. We've got all kinds of amazing shows up there. And uh, if you tuned in last week, I interviewed Dr. Uh, Christopher Yuan, who, who uh, was a, a man who was had embraced the homosexual lifestyle uh, for a huge part of his life and found Christ, walked away from that, and, and today is living in um, freedom for Christ. So... Uh, my guest today, uh, as I said, is David Coppedge. And David, in the last segment when we were talking, um, you're working for Cassini, you're loving your job, you're having a good time, and you're also being a Christian, uh, which means, hey, when people are interested, uh, you take the opportunity to uh, you know, exercise your First Amendment rights, which is a freedom of religion. And, and how, how did that play out as a Christian there at NASA? Well, I connected with other Christians on Lab, and I would... Uh, meet for Bible studies, and uh, I would share Illustra Media films with them sometimes, too. But I also... Now, Illustra is associated with the Discovery Institute, right? Uh, they're not really... Uh, they're loosely associated, but they're an independent film production company okay. Okay. that I, I'm on the board of directors for. And they made uh, Unlocking the Mystery of Life? Yes, Unlocking the Mystery of Life, The Privileged Planet. These are two uh, well-known, highly respected documentaries that present yeah. the case for intelligent design. I have both of those. The first time I saw Unlocking the Mystery of Life, I got goosebumps. I was so uh, uh, mm-hmm. enthralled at the end. But So you're sharing these at NASA? Well, my method for trying to reach out to people was just to try to open doors, if I yeah. could, of conversation, rather than just come right at them with the gospel. Sure. You know, I, I, And I wasn't wearing a target on my chest trying to get get shot at either. I was trying to be discreet about the way that I shared. Yeah. So, so once in a while I would share one of these films with a coworker and say, Hey, this is interesting. Would you like to watch it over the weekend? You know, as we're leaving on Friday or something. Yeah. And, uh, the reaction was usually, yeah, oh, okay. It looks interesting. And so, uh, I got a variety of reactions and most of them were positive. A few were, you know, not, not so positive. Sure. And if they weren't, I, I'd leave it off. I wouldn't go back to that subject with it. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, that's what I did for several years there, uh, just as, 
you know, maybe once a month, once every couple of months, I'd share with somebody. And a lot of them were Christians already. So now what, uh, what year was this when this was happening? This was happening. Yeah. 2005 through 2009, roughly. Okay. And, uh, but I, I shared one too many, I guess one time, uh, with a coworker who was the Cassini librarian and, uh, I had no reason to think that she would be opposed to it because we were always friendly in the hallways and yeah. never never had any conflicts. Yeah. But but I loaned it to her and I found it on my desk the next work day after the weekend. And so I figured, well, she's probably not interested, so I won't bother her about it. Yeah. But what she did was go to my boss and complain that I was harassing her. She used the H word harassment. Wow. I mean, well, harassment, typically what you're going to be thinking yeah. is somebody is, uh, you know, threatening you or intimidating you or yeah. uh, sexual harassment, yeah, sexual or, harassment or racial harassment, something like that. Not yeah. intelligent design. Yeah. What in the world? But That's bizarre. It turned out she had sort of just fast forwarded through this film and came to the conclusion it was religious somehow, yeah. even though it doesn't mention religion at no, all. Yeah. And, yeah. Huh. But but she didn't like it. And and so. Uh, my boss called me into the office, and boy, did he ball me out. I mean, wow. he, he said, David, you are intelligent design is religion. He said that twice with emphasis. Wow. And he said, David, you are not allowed to discuss religion or politics with anyone in this organization, or you may be in jeopardy of your job. I mean, that, he, that right there is a violation of your, your First Amendment oh, right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, I tried to have a rational discussion with him about and show, no, this is not religion. This is yeah. science. And, but he wouldn't have anything of it. So for our listeners out there who don't know technically what intelligent design is, and when you say it's not religious, what, uh, how are you uh, di- di- differentiating between mm-hmm. religious and not? Well, we're looking at scientific evidence. And we use the design inference all the time with mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Like you might pick up, a piece of clay on the ground and say, is this just a natural mud crack or is this a piece of pottery that somebody made? You exactly. Know? So in, it's in archaeology that kind of thing. or whatever. So it's just trying to discern uh, the des- design versus non-design. That's all. And we use that already in science. We use it in information technology. We use it in, in uh, forensics and yeah. various other fields that are scientific practices. So why not and do that? No reference with, to God in forensics or anything when you're trying to do it, right? Right. It's strictly a, uh, like you said, uh, is this a natural death or is this a death caused uh, with intention by a mind uh, if you were looking at forensics and a murder case or something like that or, or somebody who passed away? Right. Yeah. So it, it has nothing necessarily to do with religion or with God, although it can lead to those kinds of questions. And see, all I'm trying to do is just open doors of conversation sure. that have been shut and locked and say, can we just talk about mm-hmm. about the implications of this? Yeah. But uh, I didn't even get that far, and I, I mentioned to my boss as he's yelling at me, this, this gets into areas of free speech and religion. And, and he stands up and he says, then go ahead and file a complaint, and storms out the door. Whoa. And the next thing I know, I'm being investigated by HR, Human Resources Department, for harassment. Goodness, that is that is crazy. But yet this is happening to people in other parts of the country also. Oh, yeah. and And I'm just one of many cases of intelligent design advocates who have lost their jobs, lost tenure, uh, been, you know, 
ridiculed or Do you know of anybody else uh, offhand who's uh, facing similar uh, difficulties or has faced similar difficulties? Well, if you've seen the film Expelled, yeah. uh, there's a number of cases there, and like Carolyn Crocker is mm-hmm. one uh, who was pushed out of George Mason University and, and various others. Uh, so that's a, that's a really good documentary to see the problem of what it can cost you. Yeah, and you ended up deciding to stand up to this and go, uh, I'm not going to – you know, I'm not going to give way. Um, I actually had a friend uh, just recently who was not willing to call. It's a different than your scenario, but he basically was a public school teacher. He wasn't willing to call a girl a boy who the administration said she identifies as a boy. You must call her a boy. And he said, uh, this is not objective reality. You're asking me to bow down to a false reality. And he wasn't hostile or anything. He was just saying, look, I, I can't deny the fact. It's like trying to tell me that the earth is flat when the earth is a sphere. She's a girl. And he said, I, I can't do that. And they ended up letting him go. Uh, and uh, so you've stood up in this situation and, and um, uh, you've suffered the consequences really um, to a large degree. And what, what ends up happening here? Well, uh, I had a choice whether to lay low and just try to, you know, suffer in silence or to stand up for my rights. And so I called the Alliance defending freedom and, they supported me and helped me. They sent a lawyer named uh, Bill Becker, who was a tremendous help and sacrificed a lot of his time and effort and energy. Yeah. And uh, we took him to court and we had a trial, five week trial, 22 witnesses. And then months later, the judge decided to rule against me with no explanation. No explanation? No explanation. I don't understand how that's even legal. How can he even, how can he make a decision but not explain the decision? Well, he gave. Uh, the explanatory job to JPL's lawyers and says, you guys write the decision for me. And he just rubber stamped what they wrote. So, of course, they de- they were Yeah, that's delighted. a conflict of interest there. I mean, what? <laughs> write the decision for me. Here, do my job. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, so we were quite disappointed, but uh, had to take that as, as God's, God's will. Yeah, ultimately, uh, leave it in God's hands. And, uh, you know, I... I've gone through some valleys here, but I, I just want to mention that I know others have gone through a lot worse. But that was a, quite a low point. And uh, at, simultaneously, six days earlier, I had found out I have cancer. Whoa. So that's a huge. Uh, so, yeah, January of 2013 was a pretty low point. Yeah, a huge bunch of boulders uh, all, all at once on top of you there. Well, when we get back, my, da- my, my, my good friend here today uh, is David Copedge and uh, somebody I respect very highly, uh, not only for his knowledge and his intelligence and his ability to communicate effectively about science and God and intelligent design, but also for his perseverance and persistence in standing uh, in very, very difficult times. When we come back, we're going to talk to him about how he made it through um, not only uh, the fact that uh, after three years, it was three years, right? Uh, losing the case, but then uh, finding out six days before that uh, he had been diagnosed with cancer. Stay with us. Uh, we're going to be right back with David Copedge. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. This is 
is throughout all ages ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? Never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And if you didn't know, I'm running for school board uh, here in San Diego County. I'd love to have your support. Uh, Even if you live in another state, you can still support me. So (laughs) uh, the more people we have uh, influencing uh, education for the good and uh, coming with a perspective that uh, honors God and the Bible, um, I think, uh, you know, the better off we're going to be. Our schools are in a real debacle. Uh, California is actually ranked 49th in safety in the nation, which is very depressing. Uh, and so clearly something's got to change. Um, that's why I'm getting involved. My guest today is David Coppedge. And if you'd like to find out more about him, his website, davidcopedge.com, we've been talking about the court case he went through where JPL, uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory up in Pasadena, California, uh, the NASA Cassini mission, they ended up uh, letting him go simply because he happened to pass out a couple uh, DVDs that had to do with intelligent design science. Uh, it, it's a shame in my mind that here in America where we're supposed to be free that uh, somebody can get fired for something like that. But unless we get involved, um, you know what What did Edmund Burke say? All that's necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Uh, you can check out David Coppedge at davidcopedge.com. Uh, he also has crev.info where he keeps people up to date on a – a uh, God perspective on the science headlines. So basically evaluating what's going on in science and how to look at that from uh, maybe the perspective you don't always get from the media or other sources. So David, um, we pick up here. Uh, You've been uh, charged with harassment, uh, 
for passing out a DVD. Uh, and um, you're in court. The decision comes down. Uh, the, the judge has decided with no explanation that uh, it's okay for you to be let go. Uh, right. And uh, it was completely baffling. We expected there were 10 counts. We thought we'd win at least on some of them because yeah. it was such a clear case of discrimination and violating of my rights. And I had a simple chart that sometimes I share. I didn't bring it with me, but my reviews were uniformly positive until this DVD trouble. Yeah. And then they tanked. So, I and mean, they, it was very clear. Did they say that it was the DVDs and intelligent design that that's why you were being uh, let go? Or did they change their their uh, argument? Oh, they changed their argument. I mean, they tried to portray me as a poor employee who wasn't doing good work and couldn't get along with people and was stubborn. And, you know, that that's the the whole case was just trying to make me look bad. And yeah. that's that's typical in whistleblowing cases that, you know, you try to trash the reputation of the person calling the, the problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, the judge uh, just gave JPL's lawyers carte blanche to write write the opinion for him. And, of course, they wrote it to make me look bad. And I watched helplessly as an AP reporter uh, wrote about me being stubborn and obstinate and. Uh, that's why I was let go, and then that story went viral around the world. In fact, even the Times of India had my picture on the paper, and it was repeating verbatim this story by this reporter. And he didn't check with me about the facts or with my lawyer. Wow. So uh, well, Somebody wanted you silenced. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, so, I mean, what's your message to those out there who are facing similar situations right now? What what? What would you say to them after all you've been through and the experiences you've had? Uh, there's Christians out there in similar situations or they're debating. Uh, do I do I stand up for my rights or do I just uh, step down and be quiet now? Um, and a lot of people choose that road. Yeah. What, what would you say? I would say we have to stand up boldly uh, for our rights and our freedoms and uh, our conscience. And and that's what I did. And, you know, if I had not done that, I wouldn't have learned a lot about what goes on in human resources and the shenanigans. I would have lost my job anyway. Mm. But the fact that we went to court, we got a lot of discovery documents, and we learned about uh, what what was really going on. So that was useful. And I, I also like to think that JPL is probably being a little more cautious from now on about how they uh, trounce on the rights of people. Very, That's absolutely true, yeah. And, and the, the, the thing here is, is that, you know, if you're listening and you're in this situation, I, we have to stand up. We, you, we can't keep bowing down to the pressures that come uh, and saying, okay, I'm just going to be quiet. Um, because where does that take you ultimately? Well, you become a, a very, very secular country and it gets dangerous. Uh, the more secular it becomes, the more there is no morals and, and all these other things. Um, so, yeah. And I, I, I think that uh, my stand encouraged a lot of others, even though I lost. Yeah. A lot of people prayed for me, and this was heard around the world. And a lot of people heard about intelligent design that maybe didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And so I think that there was some good that came out of it, even though I lost. Yeah. And I would encourage others. I know others who have lost in, in worse ways uh, court cases that we hear about in the news. Yeah. But... I'm encouraged by their stand and, and their courage, and, and I'm encouraged to pray for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can identify now. You know what a person's going through. Mm -hmm. Now, um, what about the cancer? How are you, how are you coming along with that? Um, how can people pray for you who are listening? Well, I'm very grateful to God that he's raised me back up to good health. Uh, I had 
a couple of excellent surgeons at the City of Hope. I went in for uh, surgery just a couple of months after the end of the trial, actually a month and a half. And the surgery went very well. I have 21 inches less of my small intestine than I used to have, but... but you digest food faster. That's great. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, I recovered rapidly. Uh, last year, I walked 1,000 miles. I determined to walk every day for exercise. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I... Change my diet. No more In and Out Burger. You know, it's, oh, it's more oh, man. I don't raw broccoli I and kale. And today. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to take care of my health in that. And uh, plus, I get an injection each month. It's, it's almost like a miracle drug. It's doing really well. So I'm doing very well. And just thank God for yeah. his, his grace in my life. Yeah. So if you're listening, David Cobbedge, pray for him on a regular basis. Um, just that God would continue to bless him and encourage him in his health and also bless his ministry efforts. Um, and what he's doing, uh, what he's doing on the web and everything. Again, crev.info uh, to get updated information about headlines and science today, and a, and a good uh, biblical perspective on those things. So, tell us, uh, David. Uh, now that we're talking about that, what about um, wh- what are you writing about? What are some of the things that you talk about uh, that you mentioned to me before the show? Well, we I cover all all topics of science from astronomy down to cell biology and everything in between. So, if you want to learn about geology or fossils or, or whatever, or just the philosophy of science, yeah, you know, I have uh, stories on that, and and I'm fascinated myself. I'm getting quite an education just by you know reading the scientific papers and and analyzing them and thinking about them. And I I just when's your, when's your book coming out? <laughs> Actually, I am working on a book. And this is exciting. Uh, I'm working on a book with a true rocket scientist, uh, a great American, a VIP. He, he's the last surviving manager of Explorer 1, oh my which goodness. was America's answer to Sputnik. We know I talked about Sputnik yeah, 1, yeah, yeah. and a few months later, we launched Explorer 1, and Dr. Henry Richter was one of the managers of that project. And you're writing a, a book with him. And I'm writing a book with him. <laughs> so that's that's phenomenal. I mean, you never know where the Lord's going to take you, huh? That's right. And, and so... What is the focus of that book? It's going to be sharing scientific evidence for uh, for design, for a creator, and that it ends with his testimony of how he came, became a Christian. That's great. So, uh, so uh, give us, uh, you know, give our listeners some uh, evidence here that they can go, hey, wow, that's amazing. That's truly from God. Well, uh, we I just did a story about the brain and how the brain serves your mind and does so many things for you just that you're not even aware of. For instance, every time you blink... There's an image stabilization process that goes on where uh, it happens in a blink of an eye. (laughs) So if your eyes got rotated, it's almost like these uh, image stabilization systems in video cameras. Yeah. But this was just discovered uh, recently. Huh. And uh, I also wrote about how you have a mathematician in your brain that takes complex inputs and analyzes them and figures out the, the best path and serves up to you. Uh, a simplified version of what it's discovering so that you can make better decisions. And the whole emphasis on these is, hey, there's no way this could have evolved. This has to be designed. That's right. I mean, these are complex systems, like complex computer systems, and nobody expects that random forces acting over time are going to bring about something like that. Especially when you have two separate systems that are working together uh, because they would have to evolve separately and then somehow without a mind come together and go, hey, let's work together, right? 
Right. And it's not just having a, a variety of parts. It's the way they're organized into systems, hierarchical systems. Like when you think about computers, you've got your own computer. It's connected to a network, mm-hmm. and the network is connected to international networks. And from, you know, from top down to the bottom chip, you have design at every stage. Yeah. And the only cause that we know that can produce that kind of system is intelligence. Okay, this is phenomenal. When we come back, David Copedge is going to share with us a little bit more about what's uh, cutting-edge science that is proving that uh, design is the case. This is not a product of random chance. It is a product of design. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. There's got to be more than going back and forth. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. Uh, check me out, check me out and my guests out on YouTube and also on iTunes. And uh, you can you can visit us on Facebook. I often post a lot of articles and stuff on Facebook. Uh, my goal in this show is to help you develop a faith that's unshakable. You know, God and Christ did not expect his followers to follow him blindly. 
um, over and over again, he says, uh, if you don't believe my words, watch what I do. And then, you know, he sets about to healing somebody or uh, causing somebody to be able to see. And, and his point was, look, um, there's a reason to follow me. It's not just because I talk, but I actually have the ability uh, to do the things that only God can do. And I think what we're doing here on this radio program, what we're trying to do is say, look, we're not expecting you to believe in God for no reason. Uh, we're expecting you to believe in God because he is rational uh, and there is plenty of evidence to demonstrate that he is true. And so uh, my guest today, David Coppedge, has spent his life um, looking at these sorts of things and, uh, and currently is completely focused on uh, intelligent design and the evidence for the truth of God and God's word. So, uh, David, um, when we left off, you were talking about some of the things that you've been write, writing on the cutting edge science that's coming up. And when scientists, I mean, you read these articles and there's scientists out there that don't know the Lord. They don't believe in God necessarily. Um, how do they respond when they see these absolutely, I mean, without a doubt, they're designed. How do people respond? <laughs> Well, uh, sometimes I get into debates with atheists on Twitter uh, over responses to my articles, and it gets pretty interesting. And yeah. they, they really have no answers. They're, they, they're on this pedestal thinking they have science behind them, but it's, the emperor has no clothes you yeah. know, when you actually yeah. look at the evidence. Yeah. So what else do we have here as far as what's, what's happening, uh, cutting-edge science here that you're reporting on? Well, every once in a while I report on an exciting trend in science called biomimetics, and this is the imitation of nature's designs. And this is actually a, a mushrooming field in science where yeah. scientists and engineers are trying to study nature for ideas. Uh, for instance, they look at spider webs or they look at gecko toes, how they can walk up glass. Oh, yeah, or yeah. they look at, uh, you know, frogs or jellyfish, uh, mother of pearl, you know, such a beautiful material that they'd like to illustrate. Here's a quote about mother of pearl. It's substantial strength and toughness make it an appealing material to synthesize for various applications. Yet its multifaceted and complex structure have made this process difficult. So here, if our greatest engineers can't even achieve what a clam does, yeah. or an oyster, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or an oyster, that's you know, the, that's uh, got to be depressing right there. <laughs> and uh, another thing I'm just reporting on is about DNA as a storage mechanism for computers, mm. and how that's going to be the next big thing after silicon chips. In fact, you could store the entire world's data in one kilogram of DNA. Oh. Imagine that. What? <laughs> That's baffling. So how exactly does that work? I mean, I was reading an article not too long ago, and I didn't get too into it, and maybe it was a little bit more technical than I'm used to, but how can, you, how can we store information in DNA if it's, you know, if it's uh, biological, within a biological cell? Right. Well, there's a lot of challenges right now, but they're going to work them out because it's so appealing because the, the storage density is so high and the speed is so high. And uh, you look at what life does with it. Yeah. And, I mean, here you have your whole genome fits inside every cell of your body. Yeah. You know, six feet of DNA is packed inside of a cell. So it can be done, and it's just a matter of time how we figure out how to uh, do the input and the output and the proofreading and make it robust. Huh. So I believe they'll get there. In wow. fact, uh, they're making uh, – Great strides. And, I, and as I understand it, DNA reads uh, front to back, uh, back to front, left to right, right to left. <laughs> right. It, it, part of the reason is just because it's mm. almost 3D reading in a way. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, both strands can be read, uh, including the opposite strand, and they can piece together uh, chunks of DNA in different ways to get different proteins out of the same gene. So this this whole field of, uh, what do you call it, bio... Memetics. Memetics. Um, 
Why is that an argument for intelligent design? Well, here we're looking at nature as if it's designed. So what does evolution have to do with it? I mean, are you going to make up some just so story about how how nature achieved this fantastic design over billions of years? Mm-hmm. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. It's design. And yeah. that's it's so good that we want to imitate it and we can't. Yeah. So And I'm, here we are. We have <laughs> the mind, right? We have the mind and nature is just if nature is just blindly doing things then uh, yeah, like you're saying, I mean, why would we want to copy something that was an accident uh, when here we are? So but, so the inference is clearly this is no accident. This was designed. Right. And I think that uh, biomimetics has the potential to do an end run around Darwinism and leave Darwin in the dust because there's there's such a gravy train here. I mean, there's so much interest. And this is from Caltech to University of Georgia. I mean, it's all over the place wow. where people are trying to imitate nature. And I think that you know, Dar- people are going to just lose interest in the Darwinian story when they see all this design. Uh, can you give us another example of uh, biomimetics uh, in which, you know, they're currently studying and trying to trying to mimic? Um, well, of course, bird bird flight is such a exquisite, elegant model of flight. Yeah. That designing drones, uh, they're looking at hummingbirds and stuff. But uh, one the kids might like is geckos because... If you'd like to be a Spider-Man, just yeah. look at the way geckos can walk up glass. Yeah. And the way they do it is with atomic forces and the tiny little hairs in their feet. So this, They're like miniature suction cups, is that right? Or, no, they're no. not even suction cups. They, they are so tiny that they're on the atomic scale, so they cause atomic attractions by oh. <laughs> millions of these little hairs. And they've actually built one where a 250-pound man climbed up a sheet of glass with foot pads and hand pads made of... That kind of material. So that's amazing. Yeah. So someday you'll be able to play Spider-Man for real. So. Oh man! <laughs> if only I would live so long, right? Who knows those with the, the rate of technology uh, currently? Maybe. Um, well, that's amazing. And now you also uh, Illustra Media. Uh, you're involved with them. You, you've got your hands in a variety of different ministries. You're writing articles and so forth on these different subjects. Uh, so what is uh, Illustra doing? Illustra does the world's greatest documentaries on intelligent design, and they're just really beautiful. Uh, We just completed uh, a trilogy called the Design of Life series, and uh, one of the ones that we did is called Metamorphosis. It's about butterflies. This is a beautiful film. We also did one on bird flight called Flight, the Genius of Birds. Okay. And we just finished last year one called Living Waters about uh, sea creatures, whales and dolphins and uh, sea turtles and salmon. Really beautifully done. That's great. So uh, what we're just completing this year, and ju- in fact, as we speak, it's being wrapped up for sale by hopefully October. Is okay, one wait, call- wait, hold on, hold on. This is a perfect place to tease the audience, right, oh, okay. our listeners. <laughs> it is. Okay, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. My guest today is David Copedge, uh, incredibly uh, wise man uh, who's following the Lord and uh, a scientist and uh uh, somebody who worked on the NASA Cassini mission uh, to Saturn. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what he's involved with uh, and kind of finish up on what the project is that they've got coming out here and how you can use this uh, to be a witness to your friends and family members who don't know Christ or maybe doubt the existence of God. Uh, you can pass these out and uh, begin to spread the word and help people see, hey, it makes all the sense in the world to trust in the God of the Bible. We'll be right back. Imagine. 
Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will cast my cares on you You're the anchor of my hope The only one who's in control Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. My guest today is David Copedge. He's actually from the uh, Southern California and uh, Pasadena area. Is that right? Actually, Santa Clarita, north of the San Bernardino Valley. Santa Santa Clarita, okay. And... um, he, he worked for the Cassini mission to Saturn at NASA, and uh, he's a very big proponent of intelligent design, uh, Bible-believing Christian, and out there uh, sharing the truth. And uh, he, you're, now you're involved with Illustra, and um, do you, are you writing for them, or pro, are you a proponent of their stuff, or how does that work? I'm uh, one of their science consultants, so okay. when they have a scientific question, I go research it and get back to them, and I also help proofread the script and and uh, double-check the product before it goes out. Oh, that's great. So, so are you an actual employee, or are you uh, volunteering your time, or how does that work? I'm a board member, and I volunteer my time, but they, they do pay me sometimes when I do extra work. So. Okay, right on. <laughs> but it's, it's not my main source of income. Gotcha. Go ahead. Oh, and uh, even though I'm an advocate of intelligent design, I think that's just an important start. Yeah. And I'm actually a proponent of biblical creation all the way through. Okay. So, uh, in fact, I write about that on my website quite often, things that indicate a young earth, for instance, like the dinosaur DNA and dinosaur soft tissue, uh, dating methods, stuff like that. So, oh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so um, I want to talk a little bit about that, touch on that here, uh, now that you brought that up. So what the, the, what is the cutting-edge science there? Because so, you're writing on all these cutting-edge science issues when it comes to the age of the earth and so forth, and you said, hey, I'm a, biblical, I'm a proponent of biblical creation. Uh, for our listeners who aren't aware of, of, that, of, the, of the debate there, uh, can you uh, explain that? Well, evolution requires billions of years, yeah. let's face it. And without the billions of years, they're dead. And so uh, I like to look at scientific evidence that the, the uh, earth and the universe is not billions of years. And we can go right to Saturn. In fact, some of the exciting things we found on the Cassini mission point to the fact that Saturn and its rings and its moons cannot be billions of years old. Wow. 
One of them is Enceladus, and I was there when we found geysers erupting on the south pole of Enceladus, this little moon about as wide as Arizona is in diameter. And, you know, how can this little moon, it should be frozen solid after billions of years, and yet it's active, and it's not the only one. I mean, Jupiter's moon Io and Neptune's moon Triton and other places are still active. That's amazing. So, I mean, you're right there watching this happen, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, yeah, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and and the scientists... Uh, will admit that Saturn's rings can't be that old. Titan's atmosphere can't be that old. Why can't Saturn's rings be that old? Because they would disperse and uh, fall into Saturn and disrupt the fact that they exist. In fact, the leading Cassini scientists will say at an upper limit, 100 million years. Now, that sounds like a lot, but that's only 145th of the assumed age of the solar system. You know, so <laughs> That is crazy. So I- I'm... I mean, you're sitting there, you're seeing this, you're seeing this, these eruptions on this, uh, what was the name of that moon? Uh, Enceladus. Enceladus. And what, what are the, what's going through the mind of the other uh, you know, researchers when they see this? Are they like, <laughs> impossible, right? I yeah, mean, they're, they're dumbfounded, they're surprised, they're baffled. And, you know, that tells you something about their science. If you didn't predict something, and, yet, and you're totally surprised by it, then maybe your theory's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's the rescuing device? Or are they just kind of like... We don't know. Who knows? Oh, they come, yeah, they come up with rescue devices like, well, maybe it wasn't always active. It just is in a new period of activity and, and you know, stuff like that. But yeah. there's not enough energy. And, and get this, at Pluto, the latest flyby last year, they found activity at Pluto, which doesn't have anything to provide gravitational energy. To know, change its to, state or anything. Yeah, to squeeze it gravitationally like Io, you might say. Yeah. Uh, so it's out there all by itself, and yet it's showing... Uh, uh, cryovolcano activity. Wow. And if, if the Earth is as young as the Bible says, which many people believe, believe if you look at the genealogies in the Bible, you end up with about 6,000 years or so, then there would be, there's no problem with that. Right. Well, I'm, I'm not finding evidence to support the young dates. However, yeah. if it's not millions of years old, then, you know, we ought to open the question back up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just consider it. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with considering it, right? Sure. Uh, what are people afraid of is what I want to know. Follow the evidence where it leads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the conclusions be what the conclusions be. So um, that's incredible stuff. Uh, I mean, so, again, I just want to encourage you to check out uh, crev.info. That's where you can read all about David Coppedge, all the findings he's looking into. Uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge to be able to um, share with people and be able to help you see things from a different perspective if all you're hearing is evolution out there, which – uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, we did tease the audience, didn't we, about oh, that's right. the latest illustrious film. Out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we want to fulfill di- our promise here. here right? <laughs> go ahead. Our latest film is going to be really good. It's called Origin, and it's about the origin of life. And so how did the first life come to be? we got Paul Nelson, Timothy Standish, and Gager in it, and it's beautifully done. Uh, it's going to be out hopefully in October, uh, November, so watch for it. Oh, that's very and exciting. the thing about our films is that you can get them in these little quick-sleeve packets in quantity and I use them that. as witnessing tools. You know, hand them out yeah. and share them with... It's uh, like a video uh, video tract uh, kind of or a little flyer. Kind yeah, of. now be yeah. careful. It could cost you your job. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Do it down. We go down to the beach every, every month and go and um, pass out stuff, so... 
I might take some of those down to the beach. That'd be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But Origin's going to be really beautiful. And as revenge, I'd kind of like to airdrop a whole bunch of them on JPO. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. But uh, everybody else starts bringing them in, right? <laughs> just show up on everybody's But give guests. them a little food for thought. You I know, love about, that. You know, yeah. I might do that just, just for fun, right? Uh, take a bunch of kids down there and say, okay, for extra credit, what we're going to do is we're going to go to JPL and pass out these Illustra films. Because <laughs> I, I went to so many lectures in the auditorium there about the origin of life. And yeah. they'd try to present these theories about how life happened by chance. And we're going to just blow that away. It's impossible. We're going to show that very clearly. That's very exciting. And, uh, you know, we don't have much time left, David, but I kind of want to end on um, a spiritual uh, encouragement to people about uh, being bold, kind of like you. When you were going through the middle of that, I mean, that, that had to be hell on earth for you. Um, but you're in a different place now. Uh, what would you share with people to encourage them? Well, right. It was it was very discouraging to lose the case. And, of course, you're always asking yourself prior to that, you know, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? Should I, I mean, how can I take on this giant yeah. JPL NASA? You know, <laughs> I'm just me, and I've got one lawyer, and they have a whole team of pros. And, and you ended up spending personal money on this and retiring oh, yeah. money. Yeah, it cost me a lot of money personally. And yeah. uh, I, I kind of liken it to David and Goliath where – imagining that uh, the Philistines taxed Judah for money to fund Goliath against David. You know? <laughs> That's kind of the way it is, because yeah. our tax money goes to support JPL and their lawyers, their legal team, uh, against me. Yeah, that's, that is crazy. But the Lord has brought good out of it, and I actually have more opportunities than I did then uh, to witness. And I think that my willingness to take a stand has encouraged a lot of others. And I would encourage you, even if you lose... If you're doing the Lord's will, you're in the right place, and he will reward you. Yeah, and that's part of what it means to be a Christian is, hey, sometimes uh, you're Abraham leaving Ur, and uh, you're going, Lord, I'm leaving everything behind here, and I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, where are we going? And uh, yet mm-hmm. God says, trust me, and I'm going to work. I'm going to bless people, right? He said, all people on earth will be blessed through you because of that faithfulness. And I, I think that sooner or later, Darwinism is going to die, and we might as well be part of the... There's going to be some casualties, like I was one of them, perhaps, but but I think my message did get out to a yeah. wider audience than perhaps it ever would have. Yeah, and, and the fact of the matter is, um, my class has been changed because of your testimony. Uh, you literally are in my curriculum on the slide every single year, kids. Not on the dartboard, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. no, no. Uh, I brag about you all day long, and now I can say, hey, I met this guy, right? So, David, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure, Kevin. Thank yeah. you so much. It's been a big blessing. So, next week, we're going to have another uh, fantastic guest. We've got a bunch of scientists coming on the show. Uh, uh, upcoming here. So there's going to be all kinds of fantastic information that you can use to encourage people to witness to your friends, uh, to share the truth, help them open doors, right? We, we're doing this lovingly. We're not uh, trying to create conflict, but we want to make people think because these decisions matter. And they not, they not only matter for this life, they matter for the next life too. So uh, let's, let's be about God's business. God bless you. And I hope your, your faith becomes unshakable. I'll see you next week or hear you next week, or no, you'll hear me next week. 
Okay, God bless you. Have a good night. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's all 